Blazer fans, welcome to episode number 25 of the Blazer Victory Podcast. As always, this is John Duncan, and I'm joined by my co-host Steve Irvine. As always, Steve, you know, we've got a lot to talk about today. First and foremost, uh, you know, our Blazers were able to get the sweep over Rice. Um, so that's always a good, especially in this weird format that Conference USA is doing this year um, with the Friday-Saturday to get a home sweep. But also, you know, we're going to preview the Middle Tennessee series coming up. And we've got some great football news to share with you guys um, along that front of getting some good transfers in so far and, you know, getting a really good commit, uh, you know, just within the last couple of days for Blazer football. But, Steve, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Good. Just rolling along. Yes. Good, (laughs) good. Well, you know, Rice, we'll go ahead and just talk about uh, the Rice series. You know, UAB was able to get the sweep, which is very important, especially, you know, for your home game series to get both of them. Um, UAB Friday night defeated Rice 78 to 68. And then Saturday was also able to get the victory 86 to 74. So two double digit uh, wins over, I think, you know, and we talked about this on our preview, a very good Rice team. Oh, yeah. You know, luckily for you, not luckily, but unfortunately for Rice, they were without their uh, best player, Evie, for both games, I think due to uh, COVID uh, contact tracing issues uh, with him. But, hey, UAB is able to get two wins and, you know, they now sit atop first place in the Conference USA West Division. Yeah, I mean that was you know a huge weekend. I, you know, it neither game seemed like a double digit win really because right. that was you know they Rice just the way they shoot and you know that's a solid team and they just they scare you you know and so it just seems like I mean there were two two really hard fought games that I you know I thought the final score didn't really indicate how hard fought they were but you know uh, the return of Quan Jackson was huge. Yes. Uh, you know, Lovin obviously on, on Saturday has, has probably as good a game, you know, good a single game as anybody in the conference has had during conference season, uh, you know, on Saturday night. And, you know, I mean, there's guys that have had great games, but his his, his took didn't wouldn't take a backseat to anybody on Saturday. And Ertl had a big game on Friday. And, uh, you know, I just thought, you know, Scott Grayson, I think, was solid both games. And, you know, just the the one thing i've liked about this team all along is is they don't win the same way with right. the same players every time i mean is that, you know guys have, have stepped up you know at different times i mean they, in the same way yeah cuz i think uh, you know they they've won with defense a lot but you know i mean you know the, these games were a little hot more you know high scoring than than uh, uab's accustomed to to having and and they found a way to win but uh, just um hey just a great weekend and to come out of it, you know, still on top of the standings, you know, especially with uh, some talk now about, uh, you know, maybe the regular season champs are going to be the ones that go to the tournament there, you know, the conference championships could be in, in danger with, uh, you know, just moving forward. People don't know what's going on, you know, just to keep winning and, uh, you know, keep pace. And um, it's almost like you're, uh, you know, even though you can't really look at it this way, it's almost like UAB's, hold and serve until they get to Ruston. You know, I mean, yeah. they're trying to win games till to that huge weekend uh, in Ruston in a couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, certainly you don't look at it that way as a team. I mean, you got you, you got you got to play who's in front of you and you know, take it one at a time, but it, it almost seems like that's uh, you know, that's what's happening. So, uh, again, great great weekend, move forward uh, with two we, you know, with two wins with a, a home sweep and uh, and get to the next one. 
Yes, definitely. And very quick on that, you know, Steve, I agree. I think that's actually, you know, Conference USA didn't come out and say this, but going to that, uh, you know, having East and West uh, divisions in uh, basketball this year just, you know, makes you think even more that, I mean, if things get worse, like they're trending, uh, there might not be a conference tournament and they might just take the uh, the team with the best record or are what they might do is have the East uh, champion and West champion play a single game and see, you know, let that be the decider to see who goes into the tournament. But of course, you know, as always, there's still no word from conference USA. And I mean, of course, conference USA well, hasn't even said anything about the postponed games yet either. You know, UAB had that series earlier with North Texas postponed and there still <laughs> hasn't been any official word from the league on that. No, there hadn't, but but there also have you know. I mean, let's be honest. There, I, as far as I can tell, there hasn't been anybody aggressively asking them this either. No, you know, I mean, it's it's one thing to you know get on Twitter and and complain that you know Julie McLeod, Judy McLeod does nothing and and you know the about the conference leadership, but if you're not getting on the phone and, and, you know, as, as, as a journalist, if you're not getting on the phone and, and trying to find out what's going on, then don't complain, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, don't complain that they're not doing anything. I, we don't right. know what they're doing. Nobody's asking yeah. them. I mean, as far as I know, nobody's asking them. I mean, you know, maybe they are and, and they're not answering, but I, I, I mean, I know that I, I know that if I was asking them and they weren't answering, I would let people know they're not answering. Oh yeah, you know definitely. so so we don't we don't know what's going on right now. And, and honestly, let's be honest with this <laughs> with this whole thing. Nobody knows what's going. On. I mean, the the yeah. the, uh, the SEC, the the Big Twelve. You know, we don't know. This is this is the first time that you know this has happened. You know, obviously it happened at the end of last basketball season, but this is the first time we've ever been through this kind of thing. So so. You know, who knows right now what's going to happen? I don't think anybody really knows. I mean, I really don't think anybody because you can't you can't open up a textbook and go, OK, well, this is how you handle it. Right. You, you just can't. So, um, you know, right now, as as a as a programs and as players and as coaches, you just got to take care of what's in front of you and, and worry, you know, you worry about down the road when you get down the road. That's all Definitely. you can do. Definitely agree there. Um, well, let's go ahead and uh, kind of recap what happened this series. And, you know, like you said earlier, Steve, it, it, you know, both of these were double-digit victories for UAB. Um, but honestly, they really didn't feel like double-digit victories. Like in, in both games, you know, there were, uh, I believe, Friday night UAB led by as many as 14 and on Saturday by 13. But it seems like when UAB would get up there in the, you know, 10 or more uh, point lead, it seems Rice would just knock down a few threes and then they would – you know, tied up or either take the lead or they just keep it kept it close. And we knew going in that, you know, Rice kind of lived and lived and died by the three pointer. And I mean, they're they're a well coached team. You know, it, I, I feel like yeah. if if Evie would have been there, you know, we would have definitely had more trouble. But those guys can play. I mean, you look at Friday night um, with Olivari, um yeah. scoring 17, Mullen scoring 15. And then you go to, you know, Saturday's game. Uh, had good games as well. Yeah, Olivari had 21 points. Abercrombie had 15 on Saturday. Um, just a very good and, you know, talented uh, Rice team. Really good ball movement. But And, you know, I and mean, they were, were they were without Mullins on Saturday, too. You know, that's uh, right. you know Mullins didn't play Saturday. With, and and, and the, one of the big kids didn't play either on Saturday. So they were at, without three guys on Saturday. So, you know, that, that, that certainly makes a difference, you know, uh, I mean, there's, you know, but it doesn't matter. I mean, what, what matters is the final, you know, it doesn't matter who's there. 
you know, right. we learned that we learned that in, in, in a football season. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if UAB doesn't go into Rice, you know, with 40 scholarship players, if they lose that game, it doesn't matter. They don't they don't play in a championship game. It's, you know, there's no little asterisk there. There's no, hey, they didn't have this. It doesn't matter. You know, I mean, right. it, it's, you know, the scoreboard is going to say what matters at the end of it. And, you know, you still got to find a way to win. Yes, definitely. Now, on Friday night's game, you know, well, really both games, but you can definitely tell, uh, you know, the presence of Quan Jackson, even though he didn't have a whole lot of points in both games. But, you know, the, the guy's been off for five weeks. So, of course, yeah. he'll come in and have, you know, some struggles um, and try to, you know, get his rhythm going again. But, man, you could feel his – you could see his presence on the court as UAB was able to force on Friday night 33 turnovers and on Saturday 19 turnovers. And another great thing was on Friday – UAB only had eight turnovers themselves, and on Saturday only had uh, just a few turnovers, uh, five turnovers. Yeah, last five, Saturday. Yeah. So just great, you know, great all-around effort from UAB on both games. Yeah, and I think that's been that's been the key, you know, all, all year. I mean, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, thirteen turnovers in two games. Um, there was times under under a lot of times under Rob Eason. And, and and I'm not bashing Rob because I, I I like Rob, but there were time with his teams where 13 turnovers were, you know, they, they had that in one half, you know, yeah. and or, or more in a half. I mean that you know turnovers the last few years have been a big problem. I mean they yes. they they just have, and and so you're talking about 13 in two games while you know while forcing 36 total, or whatever it was total. Um, you know, you're going to win a lot of games, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you're going to win a lot of games if you can get that, that ratio there. And, and, you know, that was, um, that was really, you know, it, it, it was fun to see, but it was also just business as usual. Cause that's what, uh, that's what Andy Kennedy's teams have done all year. Or this, this Andy Kennedy team has done all year. Yes, definitely. Now, if you, if you weren't able to watch either of the games this past weekend and you look at the stat sheet and see where, um, rebounds, uh, you know, Friday night, uh, UAB had 34, Rice had 34 as well. But on Saturday, UAB was out-rebounded by 10, uh, 39 to 29. If you just saw the stats, you'd kind of be scratching your head to, you know, how did UAB get out-rebounded? But um, a lot of that, uh, it has to do with Andy Kennedy had to go play a lot of small ball, um, mm -hmm. you know, both of these games, uh, for sure, just, you know, just to play better defense. And unfortunately, you know, Trey Jemison got into foul trouble again. So, um, that's why UAB was out rebounded uh, for the series, but especially on Saturday by ten to the Rice Owls. But you know, Rice they've got some uh, some big boys. You know, Fiedler um, didn't. You know, UAB really was able to shut him down, especially Friday. I mean, holding him actually he only had four points on Friday. Now Saturday he had twelve points, but I, I felt like UAB did a really good job overall. Um, you know, containing him because really that Rice offense really kind of revolves around Fiedler and, you know, getting it to him, you know, he can pop a three um, really quickly, but really just their ball movement revolved around him and Abercrombie just kind of um, getting it out to their guards. Now, number four um, had a really big game, um, you know, Friday, but UAB, you know, they still gave up 74 points and, you know, gave up uh, 68 points Friday, but I felt overall UAB did a pretty good job on defense but, you know, we knew going in that Rice was going to attempt a lot of three-point shots. In fact, they shot 29 of them Friday night and only made 11. That's about 38%. But on Saturday, uh, they shot 23 pointers and only hit eight. So the three-point defense was actually a lot better this series um, for UAB, at, you know, at least compared to what happened that second game against Charlotte. And also, 
shooting the three-point, you know, UAB did better this series. You know, Friday night, UAB shot 40% from three, hitting eight out of 20. Um, on Saturday, slipped a little bit, just making six of 19 three-pointers for just a 32, 31.6%. But overall, you know, UAB did pretty good, uh, or at least better. They've made small improvements on shooting the three ball. And as we know, you know, in this conference, UAB is going to have to shoot the three ball a lot better. And I think that they did show some progress, uh, some progress this series against Rice. Yeah, I think so too. And, and, but, you know, I, I do think it all goes back, you know, I mean, we talk about all these numbers, uh, you know, and, and, you know, good and bad numbers of the weekend. I mean, to me, the, you know, the Saturday game goes back to one simple thing and, and that's, uh, you know, you get out rebounded and you say, okay, well, you know, getting out rebounded that bad. And, you know, well, how, how did this happen? You look at the points off turnovers, and it's 23 points UAB scored off turnovers and three points uh, Rice scored off a turnover. So, you know, plus 20 in that category, you know, uh, to me is going to change a lot of games no matter what the other numbers say, you know, right. no, no matter what they say. I mean, 23 to 3 on, on points off turnovers, to me, it just um, it kind of negates a lot of, you know, it, it certainly negates a lot of the bad numbers, no, no doubt, no, no doubt. Yes, for sure. Now, we'll go ahead for Friday. Um, the leading scorer was the birthday boy, Mike Ertle, uh, getting 21 points. And I believe in postgame, Kennedy uh, said that he had asked how old Ertle was. And Ertle was, I said he was, I believe it was 22. So he just missed his uh, birthday number by one point. If he would have just made one of those free throws, yeah. one of those free throws, he would have got it. But, hey, heck of a day for Ertle. You know, he was uh, very well. Tyreek Scott Grayson ended up with 16 points uh, shooting uh, six of 11 from the field. Uh, so another really good uh, night for Tyreek. Um, Lovin, you know, who we're definitely going to talk about on Saturday's game, had 14 as well Friday night. Um, so just a really good game overall. And Jalen Benjamin, how about Jalen Benjamin coming off the bench to score 10 points, uh, five assists, and zero turnovers for Friday? Man, I mean, that's just a great, great effort and great play from Jalen Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, and that was huge, and they certainly needed it. Uh, you know, when you get, you know, he's he's done so much better this year with the, the with the turnover. You know, uh, compared to last year with turnovers, yes. and and uh, you know, when you have a, you know, when you have a stat line like that coming off the bench, and you know, in time, you know, in a game that was t- you know was tight, you know, that's 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 huge, and you know, got to need that, keep needing that moving forward, and that's kind of what I talked about earlier. Is is that's what's great about this team is. You know, different different players step up step up at different times, and yes. you know you ne- you never look at a, a box score, and, and you know box scores for these two weekend games very rarely look the same. You know, I mean, there's yeah. been a lot of of like like Ertle. There's been a lot of you know where he scores 21 one night and maybe only gets nine or ten. You know, the the next night, not just him, but just any you know, all the guys. But then yeah. somebody else somebody else steps up, and and that's what's been really neat about this team is is um. You know, of the guys that are in the rotation now, you know, any night they can be the guy, you know, and, and that that's huge. You know, that that's that's to me, that's huge, especially in a time where where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know, um, you know, you don't know if you're going to get a, 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 a guy, you know, COVID or contact tracing or whatever. Uh, you know, you might have him one night and then the next night he's gone, you know, um, and, then right. you, go, you know, they go like, well, what do we do now? You know, <laughs> well, yeah. what they do now is they, they plug in another guy who's, who's proven himself already and, and, uh, you know, go on, go from there. So that's, what's been kind of fun to watch about, you know, about this team. Yes, for sure. Now, uh, speaking of that, Ertle did struggle the second game on Saturday, just yeah. getting nine points, shooting 
you know, just three of 11 from the field. But, you know, we had some guys step up. You know, as you just mentioned, um, speaking of loving, Taven Loving, a career-high 32 points Saturday, um, 13 to 22 from the field. Um, you know, we're recording this before Conference USA makes their announcement on the player of the week, but there's no doubt about it that Lovin's got to get that player of the week honor from Conference USA. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't always work out, but I mean, it'd be it'd be crazy if he doesn't. I mean, because I mean, you know, you look at the other things. I mean, you know, on a night that they're they're getting beat, and you know, in, on the on the boards, he has eleven rebounds. Uh, right. you know, he has five assists. Doesn't turn the ball over. Has a block, two steals. You know, I mean, he filled he filled it up. I mean, he filled up the stat sheet in you know in every category. You know. Um, what I like is he got 32 points. He didn't even attempt a three, you know, that, yeah. so, so that shows he was doing what, you know, his strength, you know, and uh, even though he shoots better than he lets himself think he shoots, I think, but, uh, but the way he gets to the basket and the way he can, you know, shoot that mid range. I mean, I think that's, you know, he, he obviously plays to his strength, but uh, he filled up that the stat sheet and, and um, you know, I, I just, I can't imagine there was anybody that had a better week than, than he did. And I hadn't looked at that closely at it, but, um, to me, he's a, he's he's certainly the conference player of the week. We'll see. Yes, and I mean, and I was joking uh, with my buddy Kyle at the game Saturday. I don't even know if I've seen Lovin shoot a three point <laughs> before. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he. I know he has. I don't know what he. You know, I don't know what he has on this. If he has any on the season, but you know, I think he's. I, you know, I think he can do it. Um, yeah. But but you know, I, I like guys that, that play to their strength. I mean, there's his strength is not standing out there and shooting. And and you know, that's not to say it to the basket. Yeah. yeah, that's not to say occasionally that he's not going to shoot and, and and you know and probably have some success doing it. But um, he uh, well, he hadn't he hadn't attempted one all year. I'm looking at the stats. And I hadn't attempted one all year. Okay, so I can't even uh, remember last year if he. I, I mean, I'm sure. I guess he did, but I mean, he, you would think he had to. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but I don't know. I mean, I I don't remember. Uh, you know, it's it, he does. He's he's so good at, at getting to the basket and like say he the mid range thing that that um, you know you sort of. I mean, I guess it's news if he does shoot one, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I I think. Um, see, I'm looking at this year. I'm trying to look. Uh, here's the career stats. He was uh, last year. He was six of twenty-two from from threes. On, okay. On threes, and as a freshman, uh, he was four twelve. Okay. So um, he he had you know in the, in the past he I mean and he, that's not a lot. I mean you're talking about twenty-two and thirty-one games last year and right. twelve and thirty-three games as you know the year before. Um, so you know and 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 hey. Some of those could have been shot clock, you know, the shot clock's running down and, and he happens to be outside the line and shoot. I, you know, I, I don't know, but, um, but I, I do think that he can, I mean, I, I don't think that he's a guy that's, you know, a, would be a, you know, a terrible shooter, but I think that, you know, I think that's the one thing that, that, um, you know, Andy Kennedy's system is good at too, is it puts guys in position to, to do what they do best. And what he does best is, is, get to get to the to get to the rim and and um so he puts him in position uh, you know to 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 get that done and obviously he got it done on saturday yes and i I can't remember if it was uh murray or uh david crane that asked kennedy in the post game of saturday's game about love and shooting threes and i think kennedy had made the joke that you know, he, he, he knows uh, Lovin's game is getting it to the rim, but he's got to, he just doesn't want, you know, Lovin to force up some threes because he said he already has a couple guys that 
tend to yeah. already shoot some three pointers that they <laughs> probably shouldn't be jacking up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and I mean, I, I think that's one thing about loving too that that you've noticed from really day one. You know, as a, as a true freshman was he's very. Um, He's a very intelligent basketball, intelligent guy. He's got a high yes. basketball IQ, and and I, you know, and he knows his strengths, and he knows, uh, you know, how how to to maximize his strengths. And you know, I think that um, he doesn't do a lot of, you know, dumb stuff on the floor that that, right. that some guys do sometimes. And and you know, by dumb, I mean just in the in the moment being competitive. You know. Um, but he, he doesn't. I mean, he, his IQ, his basketball IQ is pretty high. And, and um, you know, that's why he, he plays to his strength and, and he does it very well. Yes, for sure. Um, well, I mean, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, Quan Jackson earlier making his comeback, he ended up having 10 points on Saturday. And I believe he only played uh, 24-ish minutes. Let me make, yeah, 24 minutes. But shooting four of seven from the field, uh, 10 points, uh, one assist, one steal, a couple rebounds. Um, just really good to see Quan Jackson back on the court for UAB. And I believe somebody on Twitter, um, I think it was our, um, our uh, friend Muck, was just saying that uh, maybe he might start uh, coming up. But I just I don't know if you put him in the starting rotation just yet. I, I'd like to see him maybe maybe after the middle series uh, at UTEP. All right, when we play UTEP and Bartow next weekend, maybe try him at the uh, in the starting rotation. But right now, I'll just kind of ease him into things. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, who knows? I mean, I, that, that that's determined in, in, in practice and, and the way he's True. practicing. And, and, you know, we don't know his full health. We don't know, you know, we don't know all that stuff. And, you know, I think that that, you know, like I say, that decision is going to be made on how they practice. And, and, you know, we don't see that. So, well, you know, when when Andy Kennedy feels like he's ready, he's gonna be, he's gonna be back in the starting lineup, and right. it it could be this week. Who who, who knows? And again, it depends on how, um, you know, just on on how, you know, his stamina, his his you know the, his ability to to be the full Quan Jackson, you know, and 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 he didn't look like he was he was easing up anything this weekend. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, it, uh, you know, um. Again, that's sort of decided behind closed doors, and and uh, you know we see it when it, when when the ball's tipped off on on Friday night or on Friday. So uh, we'll we'll see. I mean, I I think that it doesn't really to me it doesn't really matter uh, when or if he, if he starts again this year. It's just a matter you know he's going to be out there. To me, it's when he's out there during the the key times, you know, the clutch times, and right. how much he can play during that because it's you know starters. I've never been a big fan of of um, or never been a big you know, pay much attention to who starts. You know, it's just to me, it's who who's in there when uh, you know when 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 the game's on the line. And and um, so I don't care if he starts another game as long as he can and can be in there and you know play and make an impact. I mean, I think that's what's important. Right. Agree. Very quickly on Saturday before we move on. Um, you know, Tyreek Scott Grayson had another big night, uh, another big game, uh, 18 points from the field. Uh, Nicholson had six points. Um, Trey Jemison kind of struggled. Um, he really got into quick foul trouble Saturday. But, you know, this doesn't show up in the stat sheet. But I, I really want to give big props to Ronji Gordon. You know, he only had four yeah. points, but his presence, you know, he, he really stepped up, um, especially on the defensive side uh, with uh, Jemison's absence in that game. Yeah. 
and he had five rebounds and you know yes. and i think you know, they think that was big in the time he was in there but uh yeah i mean i think that's a great point john i mean i think uh you know and again a lot of times this the this the stat sheet is not going to tell you how well they played right you know, sometimes it will i mean you know <laughs> it, it showed it with loving on saturday yes. but, but it yes. doesn't always i mean there's a lot of little thing kind of a lot of you know that's kind of the hard hat thing that uh you know that andy kennedy has you know with his guys and and you know, a lot of times, you know, you might, um, you know, you might be the guy that actually forced a turnover, for example, or forced a steal by, by your, you know, by helping out or by, you know, doing something and, but somebody else gets the ball, you know, and, and uh, they get credit for the steal, but it was your, you know, your job of, of help defense or whatever it may be that kind of forced it. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, stat sheets aren't, aren't going to tell you the true story. And, I, you know, I, I, I totally agree. I thought Gordon really stepped up in a time of need on, on Saturday and played well. Yes, definitely. Well, great to get that home uh, series sweep. Uh, very important, especially in this uh, schedule format for Conference USA for UAB and to sit atop of the West Division uh, in the Conference USA standings. So good for UAB. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, quickly move into uh, previewing this Mill Tennessee series now. Steve, we just got used to the Friday-Saturday format, but they're, they're going to switch it up on us this week uh, as UAB goes to Murfreesboro on Thursday night at 8 p.m. to take on the Blue Raiders. But then they'll wait a couple of days and play in Bartow on Sunday. Old school, it's man. Fun. We're going old school here. <laughs> yes. I mean, but it's just crazy. Like, we just got used to this Friday, Saturday, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're going to go back to old school yeah. Thursday, Sunday. But I will – you know, there's no – we're just going to shoot it straight with our listeners. This is a bad middle Tennessee team. I mean, this, this should be the, the, I'm wor- more worried of course about the road game Thursday night. Um, if we could just somehow squeak out of there, I don't care if it's by one point, just get the win at middle Tennessee come Sunday in Bartow. We, we, you know, shouldn't have anything to worry about because this middle Tennessee team, they struggle on the offensive side of the ball. They rely on their defensive play kind of like UAB, um, Offensive-wise, they do like to drive it a lot and just kick it out for the three-pointers, but luckily they are not a very good three-point shooting team. Um, their record's 3-9 and nine of the year. They're 1-5 and five in conference. All three of their uh, wins have been at home. Uh, one of those uh, was a Conference USA game against FIU. But, I mean, Steve, I don't know if we can even talk about this series a whole lot. I mean, really – UAB should win both of these games, and it's important to get both of these wins. Yeah, I mean, I I think you you know you sort of have to look at the, look at it that way, but but you know I, I'm just you, you just never know, man. I mean, it, to to me, and in, in especially in conference play, you don't take I don't I don't think you take anything for granted. Yeah, it's a team that struggled. Yeah, it's a team that's not very good, um, you know, on paper right now. But you know, I mean, you come out and hit you know hit a bunch of shots, and you know. UAB doesn't show up. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen, you know, and I, you know, they got a couple play, you know, Dontrell Schuler's, you know, a guy that played solid last weekend after, you know, he missed, I think their first four conference yeah, games with COVID and, you know, he yeah. transferred from Charleston Southern. He's not, you know, not bad. I think he scored 18, I think on the, um, on his first game back and had nine or 10, I think in the second game. And, you know, I mean, you know, Jordan Davis, a, a Dayton transfer, is a you know solid player. He's a, a double figure scorer. And I think Schuler and and, and Davis are only two double figure scorers. But um, yeah, I mean, it's again, it's not a very good team. But I, you know, I'm I think in in um, especially in this world the way it is, you know, you, you just gotta 
you, you can't worry about what they've done before or what they're going to do after. You got to come in focused and ready to play, or, or, or you know, where you know where do things have happened? So you can't, you know, they can't take the approach as a fan, you know, and and for us sitting here, you know, I think yeah, I mean, you'd be shocked if it's not two UAB wins. But you know, as players and as team, you got to come in focused and ready to play because. You, you know, you just never know. And, and, uh, uh, just keep them, keep them struggling. You know I mean? And, and, and Hey, this is a team that of their last four, I think only one has been less, less than double digits. I think the second Southern Miss game, I think they, they won by five. I think, I mean, lost by five. I'm sorry. But, you know, I think Southern Miss beat them by 30 the, yeah, the first night. And they did, um, you know, both games in West Kentucky, I think we're close to 20. Uh, yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it should be, it should be two wins and, and, and move on, but, uh, still got to show up. Yes. And, you know, right now middle is on a four game losing streak. They did just play, uh, Western Kentucky and lost both of those games by double digits. And, you know, as Steve just mentioned, they lost to uh, a couple games to at Southern Miss first game by 30, 84 to 54 and a closer game. Second game in Hattiesburg, 64 to 59. Um, just a couple quick stats, um, they're averaging about 60 points a game. Um, they're shooting the ball on average 36.9% from the field. Um, Both but, of those are last in Conference USA. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, yeah. I, I hope I'm not going to regret saying this, but this should be two UAB uh, wins. <laughs> no, I mean, there's no doubt on paper that it should be. I mean, it should be uh, dominating, you know, double digit wins. I mean, there's yes. no doubt on, you know, on paper, but, but again, you, you just, um, you know, if you start thinking that way too much, you know, as a team, I'm not talking about as, 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 as us or as fans or anything else. Uh, but as a team, you can't, you know, you can't take that approach. You, you know, you gotta, you gotta go in and, you know, respect them going in and, and take care handle of business. business. And then, yeah. yeah. Handle business. And then, you know, come out of it and worry about the next one. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm paper and looking at it. There's, there's nothing that suggests that this isn't going to be anything but a blowout. Agreed. Uh, well, that Thursday night game, it is going to be at 8 PM central time televised on CBS sports network. But of course you can listen to, 100.5 FM radio and listen to David Crane and Murray Bartow on the call. And then they'll turn around on Sunday and play in Birmingham and Bartow at 2 PM central time. And that will be televised um, on ESPN plus. All right. Well, that's basketball guys. We do have um, some good football news. And I guess before we get into the uh, football news, we'll go ahead and say that make sure you keep your eye out this Saturday the Senior Bowl will be played. Um, it'll be televised on the NFL Network, and I believe that game is at 1.30. Yes, at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, but UAB has a couple guys playing in the Senior Bowl. Jordan Smith and Austin Watkins Jr. will both be playing, and we definitely look forward to uh, seeing them have a good showcase to hopefully you know, help their draft stock on you know, getting, getting drafted in the NFL. But definitely want to root those guys on uh, for the Senior Bowl. And Steve, uh, not a knock on anybody, but it's been a while since we've had some <laughs> guys in the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last uh, the last UAB representation was uh, Jake Gaines's helmet uh, in uh, in 2016, where right. he wore uh, he wore it during practice. He didn't didn't wear it in a game. He wore his Georgia, which he should have. I mean, but uh, you know he, he uh, the UAB helmet was there in in 2016 practices. But uh, yeah, it's been a while, and and there's been some guys that. Uh, 
I think they missed on that, that should have played in the game, UAB guys that should have played in the game. But it's it's nice to see these two guys in it, and both of them deserve it, and both of them have a you know really good chance of uh, of finding their way in the draft if they do the right things that, over these next you know couple months, including this week, uh, you know, including Saturday. So it'll be it'll be neat to see how they how how they do. You know, I think um, Austin Watkins is a guy that. Uh, you know, proved himself that he's got, you know, NFL type body and, and really does a great job of, uh, you know, going up and getting the ball and, and, you know, being a kind of a possession type of guy, uh, but can also get deep. And then Jordan Smith is just a, you know, kind of a freakish athlete. And uh, so it will be neat to see how they do this weekend. And um, I mean, this week in practice and then, you know, then the game and obviously what's, what's most important in senior bowl is the, you know, five days of practice or four days, whatever they, whatever they go, uh, you know, that's when, that's when you make your money, so to speak. I mean, that's when the, the, the scouts really, you know, they don't pay that much attention to the game. They watch it and, and, and the game means something. I mean, there's no doubt, but, but it's during practice that you're going to get, uh, uh, you know, you're going to get the attention. And so it'll be neat to see how those guys, uh, how, how they do this week. Yes, for sure. And also keep in mind that this Sunday, the Hula Bowl, um, Spencer Brown, I believe he announced that he accepted a uh, role to play in that. That'll be Sunday afternoon on the CBS Sports Network. And I believe, isn't Myron Mitchell playing in that too? I think he's Well, I think, it, I think it's, it's not Spencer. I think it's Bronte Harris and Myron Mitchell. I think are both oh, playing yeah. Spencer, okay. was, Spencer was scheduled to play in East-West Shrine. Uh, I think it's still Shrine, but I know it's East West, and that one's been uh, that one's been canceled. So, uh, as far as I know, Spencer's not playing in one uh, that okay. that I know of, unless he's found another one, which is a shame. I mean, yeah. I would have loved to see him play in, in one of them, but uh, you know, and I think uh, I think Myron Mitchell got in this game by his performance in the last game, in the last All Star game he played in. I don't remember what the name of it I think was. He was but, offensive uh, MVP of that game. Too, first team, he? yeah, he was offensive MVP of his first team had a long touchdown catch and. Uh, um, so I think he got into that game with his performance over the, you know, over the practice of that weekend, the game. And so, um, it'll be, you know, it'll be neat to see those two guys, you know, Bronte and, you know, um, and, and Meyer Mitchell and those, and hopefully there's, I think there's, uh, you know, maybe one or two others, uh, coming up that hopefully Spencer can find his way in, in, in a one of them. If, if not, you know, he needs to get ready for pro day and, you yeah. know, uh, show his, uh, show what he can do there. And, you know, and try to get his name out that way. But I, I would I would love to see him find a place to play, but right now I don't know that he has one. Yes. Well, speaking of football, UAB was able uh, – was announced that UAB is getting a couple transfers uh, from the portal. Uh, Lee Witherspoon from Mississippi State will be transferring to UAB and Charlie Benton from West Virginia to UAB. You know, Charlie Benton was a really great linebacker. Um, kind of got hurt at West Virginia – but I believe he was a three-star, but he's really talented. And also, you know, Lee Witherspoon is a running back. Of three, I think he was a three-star as well. But just really talented uh, talent that UAB is going to be getting for this next football season. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lee Witherspoon was, was a, a guy who was, who was actually from Birmingham, went to Parker High School, and then uh, I think for his last last year high school or maybe last two, I think it was just last they or they moved, and he played at North Jackson High up here in uh, – up in – in North Alabama and had uh, 50, I think it was 53, 
50, oh, no, 59. I think it was 59 touchdowns in his, in his, in his wow. senior, senior season. And I saw a story. I was looking up some stuff just to kind of look at it. I saw a story where, where I think his coach said he had like, also had like 11 or 12 call back for penalties, you know, and, wow. and so you're talking to a guy that like 70, probably almost, for like yeah. 70 touchdowns. And, and, you know, he wasn't a running back until he got to North Jackson. He was a, he was a DB. He was a cornerback. I think corner, I know he's a, he's a DB at, at, at Parker and a really, really fast was a state, uh, you know, certainly a state finalist in the, in, in the, in the uh, track, you know, in the sprints. So I don't know if he ever won state, but really fast, uh, you know, a guy just never found a spot at, uh, you know, at Mississippi State and, uh, you know, coming back. And that's that's going to be huge. I mean, you know, it's already and I'm not sure yet, you know, uh, whether he'll be immediately available, uh, available or not. I don't know. You know, I, I guess you are. I mean, I, well, that hadn't been voted on. But, it, you know, if he is. You would think, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and supposedly that's going to happen. So um, but, you know, if he is, certainly that's a great uh, running back room already. And you you know you add that to the mix, and it's just you know that that you know that that makes it by far the best in the conference for sure, uh, you know. And uh, you know Benton was a guy at Opelika High School was you know very good linebacker. I think he played some safety there too, and uh, you know was a linebacker at West Virginia was a st- starter going into the 2018 season and got hurt. And I think it was the second game. I think he started the first game and got hurt second game when he tore his knee and was gone and don't think he played last year at all. I don't know why. I mean, I'm, I don't know if it was, he opted out or what, I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, he's a guy that, you know, and, that, and that's a position of need for depth. You know, I think inside linebackers, a, um, position that they need some depth at, um, they got some good players there, but I think depth is a good, is, uh, is needed. So that's kind of, you know, that'll help a lot. And, and, um, you know, I've been kind of looking through the transfer portal and there's, you know, a few others out there at certain positions that, that um, to me, look like guys I hope they're recruiting. I'm not sure if there are or not, yeah. you know. But, um, you know, but, but you know, you don't want to get too many transfers. I mean, I think you also need to get high school guys, which brings us to the next, you know, to, yeah. to the next step of, of this week. Yes, we've got a couple good commits uh, the last few days. Uh, Eli Ritchie. A uh, three-star. Listen to this. Six-five-two-ninety-one. This is a guy that's coming in big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. I believe he was uh, committed uh, to I think Georgia Tech at one point. Right. Um, but but really good get uh, for UAB out of Greensboro by Southern Academy. Uh, really good get for UAB. But also a couple more. Um, Javante Graves Billups uh, from St. Paul's. Um, he's really good, uh, talented uh, guy. I think he was, uh, was he at army or did he commit to army or he committed, uh, he committed the army. He was an army okay. commitment. He never, he didn't sign, he didn't sign yeah. with him, but he was a commitment with him and, um, you know, just solid, solid Literally. player. Yes. Really talented wide receiver. Um, great to get him committed, uh, you know, out of St. Paul's and mobile. Um, but also we got another good wide receiver, um, from Franklin, I'm sorry. Yeah. Franklin County in Frankfort, Kentucky. Um, who just committed the other night, uh, Fred uh, Ferrier, um, really talented three-star wide receiver. Um, it's just, you know, really good to see us get a couple good wide receivers, you know, especially with, uh, you know, Myron Mitchell and Austin Watkins departing. Um, it's just great to, you know, see these guys commit to UAB. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a position of need uh, for sure, yes. you know, just uh, for depth again. I mean, I think that there's some – 
there's some talent there. And, uh, but, you know, I think Ferrier, you know, watching his tape and, you know, you know, and I always, I always have a little wary of watching the huddle. I love huddle. I mean, I, I watch oh, it yeah. all the time. I watch it all the time, but, but I'm a little wary of watching huddle tapes because it's, it's their best plays. I mean, you right. know, it's, 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 but watching his tape is, you know, I mean, he's dynamic, man. He runs away from people. He goes up and gets the ball. It looks like he's got, you know, pretty good size already. Yeah. Uh, and, and just um, really, really good tape, really fun to, fun to watch. And, you know, I'm really excited about that. I thought that was a huge commitment. You know, Graves, Graves Billings, you know, he's a running back, um, running back slot guy. And, and um, So we'll see. He's kind of like a Jermaine Brown or, or Samara Rudolph type guy, it looks like. I mean, he's, you know, rushed for almost 1,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Had 41 catches with three more touchdowns, so he's a guy that that I could see be you know be put in that slot position, or also maybe you know play some running back, depending on what they do with Jermaine Brown um, yeah. and Rudolph. You know, and I think they're um, they're building that that kind of guy that's um, shifty and can do some different things from the from the slot receiver position, kind of like you know I've talked a lot about this over over the time about. You know what what Jalen Darden did at North Texas, and what yes. Zach Dobson did at Middle Tennessee when he was there, and um, just you know that kind of pressure you can put on a defense by uh, you know with with those those type of guys, and I think they're really building a, a good group there, and you know and then Eli Ritchie is you know probably be an offensive guard, and um, you know that's that's something that they need some young guys in there, and he come like you say he comes in big, <laughs> right. you know, and, and so that's good. And, uh, you know, he has some time and that's the good thing about, you know, the getting some, you know, young offensive linemen in is they don't need him to play right now. I mean, he, he can come in. Not, now that's not to say he can't come in and, and earn a spot on the field, but you know, where they're at right now, offensive line, they're so, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're seven, eight quality returning starter type guys deep, you know, where, where they don't have to, you know, barring some crazy injuries during, during fall camp, um, they don't. They're they're not going to need these young guys to to come in and and you know play right away. And so he'll be able to, you know, develop and and uh, you know kind of like, kind of like um, Will Reichard was, uh, you know, when he yeah. came in from Colquitt County. I mean, honestly, he showed in in fall camp that, that he was ready to play. I mean, he he could have played. I mean, he was he was you know obviously he needed. Uh, or it helps to have a year in the in, in your in the weight system that to in a college weight system, uh, but you know he he if needed he could have played uh, you know as, as as a freshman, but they didn't need him, and so he was able to kind of develop and get stronger and learn and and uh, you know ho- you know maybe uh, hopefully Richie's the same way. Hopefully Richie comes in and shows that he's the kind of guy that could play right away. But hey, we don't need you, so. Um, you just get better. And, and so, right. you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see on that, but I, you know, it's a big week and um, you know, some, some nice additions and, and uh, you know, I think, you know, they're still working. I, you know, the number numbers wise, I'm not sure where they're at. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even sure what the rules are, you know, uh, Me either. at this yeah. point. And I'm not sure that the NCAA is really sure what the rules are right now with this point with guys coming back. Cause you can't, you can't just to me, in my opinion, you can't just keep it at 85 and allow them mm-hmm. to keep these seniors because then it hurts the kids coming out of high school. And I exactly. know, I know the coaches have already talked about that. About it's hard for these guys to find spots now because of the seniors. But you can't penalize, you know, the guys coming out of high school this year, especially when you're going to go back to the old system next year. Exactly. You know, so so you can't really penalize. So I don't know 
where those numbers are in, 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 in that. So I'm not sure how many spots they, they even have left or, or if they do or, uh, you know, or, or we're also not sure of, uh, you know, silent commits right now. You know, there could yeah. be, they, they could have some more that they just haven't, you know, that haven't announced yet. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, but you know, what, what matters right now is, you know, be excited about the ones that, that they just, that just, uh, announced and, uh, you know, kind of wait for the next ones. Yes, definitely. And, you know, in football news, we still haven't had any schedule news, but I'm hoping in the next week or two that we get uh, some sort of announcement from Conference USA and UAB can go ahead and uh, release their schedule. Um, and we'll definitely, you know, have an episode for you when they do that. But, guys, you know, thanks again for listening to us. As always, make sure that you follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash blazerpod, P-O-D. Make sure you help us spread the word and tell a couple more Blazer fans about us and just help, you know, get us out there. But next week we'll be back to recap what happens with the Middle Tennessee series and get you ready for the UTEP Miners as they come into Bartow Arena next, uh, well, in two weeks. But on that note, guys, uh, we'll see you next time. And as always, go Blazers. Go Blazers.